Welcome to Scars to Stars, where conversations and personal stories let us know we are not alone. In this show, you will meet authors and speakers from our books and events as they share vulnerable personal stories to spread hope and inspire you through adversities in your own life. The world is a difficult place. You will find like-minded people here with kind hearts and supportive souls. I am your host, Dina Brown Mitchell. I am a suicide survivor and the founder of the Realize Foundation. I am so glad you are here. Let's dig into this meaningful conversation. everyone, it's Dina with the Realize Foundation, and today I'm here with Amy, who is one of our authors in Volume 3. Welcome, Amy. So excited to be here. <laughs> um, so like, let's just dive in and talk about what is your chapter about? Yes, I'm so excited to be part of this project because this theme is something that is kind of misunderstood or not really talked about enough. And honestly, I haven't shared my story with a ton of people, you know, so this chapter for me is really writing about my rock bottom point of my life, you know, that floor of despair that left me ready to follow through with all the dark suicidal thoughts that had been swirling in my head. Um, And in that, I talk about, you know, what happened at the crucial moment where I was ready to end it all. Like I have this cry of desperation to determine, is God really real and does he love me? You know, and then the story kind of unfolds from there, like what that path forward, you know, looks like, because that's the hard part. (laughs) Walking away from the floor of despair is really the hard part. Yeah. Yes. And we've talked and you know that I've been there and it is hard mm-hmm. and it's even hard to explain it to someone where they, I don't know that they ever fully understand if they haven't been in that place, but there are definitely too many people in our world that have been in that place. And that is why we're here. And that is why sharing our stories are so important. So Absolutely. And I think we get just so weighted down, you know, by the burdens and the baggage of life. And we get tired of carrying it, you know, which is normal. I think everyone gets tired of carrying stuff, the heavy stuff of life, you know, Mm -hmm. when you when you figure out that there's a there's a path of life where you don't have to carry it, you know, Mm -hmm. that with Jesus, like we can lay it all at his feet. You know, and he does all the heavy lifting and we get to kind of surrender to that. And I think that we can know that in theory, you know, but actually walking it out or believing it from our heart, you know, is what we have to like open up that connection, Mm -hmm. you know, to learn how to do that. Because, I mean, we all know lots of things and we all know the right thing to do, you know, (laughs) but if we don't believe it in our heart. Mm -hmm then we don't act on it. You know, mm-hmm. the, the knowledge is just pointless. Like I can know that I have purpose and value for my life, but if I don't believe it, then I don't act on it. You know, That's a really good point. Mm-hmm. I think I, I want to ask you, you said you, you haven't shared it with many people in your life, but my question would be after 
I mean, people can read your story, but after this incident that happened for you, did you talk about it immediately to anybody or was it like, I'm just going to go on with my life and, and ignore that happened? Or how, how did you feel then? Great question, because I didn't talk about it. Let me think. I'm almost 50 and it happened in my 20s. So for probably almost 20 years. It was that like deep, dark secret that I was ashamed to talk about it. I was ashamed that I had somehow come to the place of thinking that my life had no value because I believed it at the time that I had no value or worth in the earth, like that my son would be better off without me as a mom, you know, like the strength of that belief was so intense at that time of my life. And as I walked out of it, I was ashamed that I got to that place. You know, our minds are bizarre sometimes, <laughs> like the way that we can go down these rabbit trails of thought, you know, and they're just little little thoughts that are planted in our mind that then we kind of ruminate and we build on and we make them into these big things that aren't even real, you know, and I think I was so ashamed of that that I didn't talk about it. And so I was I was probably 45 before I really ever told anyone that that had been my story. And it it was funny because I was invited to speak <laughs> at a women's like lunch at Christmas time. It was supposed to be this holiday <laughs> event. <laughs> which should be all like, yay, <laughs> we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. And here I felt like I was supposed to share that I had been suicidal and, you know, had had this really dark moment in my life. And the amazing thing is at the end of that, this woman came up and she just opened up that she had tried to commit suicide four times in her life, you know, and she hadn't died all four times. Like someone had intervened and got her to a hospital and, um, and I just think, wow, like we never know the power of our story, you know, to help someone else have a connection because she and I got to connect. And in that connection, I got to hear her, you know, and be with her in those hard emotions, you know, and she got to know she's not alone. Mm -hmm. I think that was for me a life changing moment of people don't know that they're not alone because you feel so alone, you know. You do. And I think you're right. Our mind is, is very powerful in many ways and it, it can be negative and positive <laughs> because yeah. when you're, you know, and probably people listening to this know my story, but I didn't talk about my attempt for 23 years mm -hmm. and nobody, there were very few people in my life knew that something happened, but they didn't really know this, the whole story. And if my significant other at the time had not come home when he did and found me, I probably would not be sitting here. But I also believe that I went through that for a reason. And it's the whole reason that we're doing what we're doing with Scars to Stars and the Realized Foundation is because what broke my silence after 23 years was losing a friend I had known for 20 years to suicide mm -hmm. and wondering like, would my story have helped him? Could I have helped him? 
And that is what drives me every day to continue doing this. And that part always makes me emotional when I talk about it. Mm -hmm. But it is true. It's that our mind tells us we're not enough. We're not worthy. We don't matter. It tells us that we, you know, should be ashamed or guilty or, you know, whatever it is. And it keeps us silent, which doesn't allow us to process what happened and move forward from it. Yeah. And I think that is, that is the one thing that we can do in our community is help people have these hard conversations when maybe they don't have someone in their everyday life that can be that person for them. And so. Yeah. Yeah. In my story, I write about the one woman, (laughs) you know, that it's, I totally believe she was divinely appointed by God to be put into my life because she's nothing like me uh, personality wise, significantly older than me actually at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was the perfect person to let me be angry, you know, because I was angry. I had so much emotions that would come boiling out of me at totally the wrong time. I would rant and rave and it was not easy, you know, I'm sure to have me in this group that I had joined as I came out of, you know, my I don't want to give too much away from my story, but I end up going to this Bible study (laughs) and uh, this woman was the leader of that. But one of the things that I think is so powerful that I like, I always get teary eyed too. When I think about her is she so modeled the love of Jesus, you know, that that's what drew me to keep going, you know, because she loved me and she, had so much mercy and grace and tenderness for this broken woman who was consumed with bitterness and guilt and shame and anger and condemnation and all the thoughts about like, what is my purpose? I have no point in being here and the world's better off without me. You know, Mm -hmm. I was a raging mess. (laughs) Like, wow. I mean, I just, she was that one person. And I think that's, what I find the beauty in sharing these stories and like this book, you know, Mm -hmm. third volume, but all these people that have written their story, what it's doing is inspiring. You know, she inspired me that somehow she could be this person that embodied love and grace and patience. And I was like, how is that even humanly possible? (laughs) Because I didn't know anyone in my life, you know, that was modeling that. And uh, she just modeled it in a way that made me want that, you know, and I think that's the power of God's love. When we really see it, when we really come face to face with his love, everything in us wants to have that. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. Um, It's funny because I do a lot of business videos. And then I switch gears and do these videos and it's like, <laughs> I'm crying. And then I'm like, all oh, business like, and it's, it's like, there's two sides of Dina, I guess. But um, yeah, it's, it is always emotional. Even when we have our, our calls every week for, with all the people who are writing 
um, for each project, we have like 12 weeks where we are on a call every week. And, you know, not everybody's there every week, but it's like we have some really deep conversations about what we're writing about or just life in general or our stories. And so it's really, it's bonding and healing. I think I've, I've seen so many people over the three projects um, really bond or grow like from when I met them until when we launched a book, like I can really see a difference in people. And it's, it makes me know that something we're doing is, is right and helping people. And that's what matters. Are you feeling alone, lacking hope and unsure of the future? So many people are feeling the same way. How could you not after an unprecedented lockdown of the entire globe? The fallout has changed the normalcy we all knew. It's hard when you feel lost and even harder when you're scared to talk about it. We are here to help. At the Realize Foundation, we provide peer-to-peer -peer support through conversations, community, and personal stories. It is our mission to spread hope and let you know that you are not alone. If you are enjoying this podcast, I would love for you to become part of our membership community to get the peer-to-peer -peer support you need. Learn more at the call to action link for Scars to Stars membership. I look forward to seeing you in our community of kind souls. So I guess, you know, since we're talking about that now, will you talk a little bit about why you got involved and what experience you've had writing your story and, and being part of this project and meeting some of the other authors? Yeah, well, we met, you know, in a business context and um, just talking about, you know, I forget what we were talking about at the time, but I kind of talked about, you know, oh, I have a suicide story. <laughs> and you were like, you should be an author. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> and so it happened organically, which is the best, you know, really, because um, I think these I call it the life and adventure with Jesus, you know, like we can never make things happen that are as powerful as if we just surrender to his orchestrating of our life, you know? And so like, I think of all the steps it took for me to even meet you. Like we don't live in the same state, you know, we just met through a business thing <laughs> and we're both, you know, learning to grow a business. And I think, wow, that's so awesome because, I could never figure out how to meet Dina Mitchell, you know, and then he just orchestrates it to give us this encounter where we have this mutual story, you know, that we get to share and a mutual desire to see people set free from, you know, the pain. And I think that's like what inspires me the most in, in sharing is I can honestly say now, like, you don't have to live with pain. You know, you don't have to live with that emotional pain. There is a way to take care of it. And so that, like, I don't want to say it goes away because the memory of an event may never go away, but like the painful connection to it can be healed, you know, by Jesus. And I think I'm so passionate for people to know that because, I've had women in my life over the years that just get stuck in a cycle of pain, 
you know, and I've been there, I was stuck in a cycle of pain, and there's no help for it. And so I think getting involved with the Realize Foundation and doing this process of writing to inspire and encourage is something like, I feel like it's, you know, a passion of mine. Like, yes, you know, I hear about what you're doing. I'm like, yes, people need you. Go, Dina. Like, <laughs> get everyone on board. Tell the world. <laughs> because it's a silent, it's a silent thing, you know, especially in the church circles. I think people don't talk about it and they need to be talking about it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's not just the church circles. It's really everywhere. It, it's not something even the people who have stories like we do or they've lost somebody are not always open about it. And I think even if, if someone's lost a child or a teenager or even an adult um, child or sibling, it's really hard for them too to process what happened and why. And, you know, they, they live with a different kind of pain than mm-hmm. those of us who have been through an attempt. And so I think it's it's very important that all of us have these conversations because if we were open enough to have the conversations any time that it comes up or when it starts for somebody, we can keep people alive. Mm-hmm. We can save lives because... And I believe, and I say this a lot, but I'm like, yes, we need therapy. Yes, we need meds. and Yes, we need psych hospitals and all of those things. But I believe that human connection and conversation and community can save people's lives. And I've seen it happen because if we can talk about this, whether it's to a therapist or whether it's to a community. Like if we can talk about it and have people around us that understand and that are supportive, then there is absolutely a way for them to get the help they need and for them to get the healing that they need. And that's what this is all about. And Mm -hmm. whether it's picking up a book and reading a story and connecting with somebody with a link to a Facebook group, or whether it's, you know, listening to one of our podcasts and then maybe joining our Facebook group and meeting people or, you know, joining our membership that we are about to have and being in that community with people like us that have had these experiences and are willing to talk about it. It's a whole different world. Because for me in 2020, after I lost my business and I was really in a place where I was trying to process my own journey, I was in groups online and Zoom rooms with people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that's where I started talking about it, even though that wasn't what the group was about. You know, it was, Dina, what's your story? And I just started talking about it more and more and more until I got comfortable and I I did go to therapy and I did get help and all of that stuff, but just talking to people and have them even listen, even if they didn't say anything, it was, it was healing to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the point of, of what we do, whether it, like I said, whether it's the books or the podcast or live conversations or whatever it is. 
Yeah, definitely. Like I call it the tribe, you know, everyone needs their tribe. They need to know <laughs> that they have a community of people who will listen and support them while they question, you know, because ultimately we all have doubts and questions. Um, we all have insecurities and confusions. And if we don't allow those things to be expressed, you know, then we're just suppressing all of the emotion that surrounds those. And we end up with all this turmoil, you know, in our head and stinking thinking, right? <laughs> and what do we do with that? You know, and ultimately, it is up to us, you know, like we have the autonomy and the power to do something different. We just don't know what we don't know unless we encounter people who have walked the road already and are sharing tips, tools, you know, resources that may align with our own personality or beliefs. And, you know, then we're able to move forward. Absolutely. That's true. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation with me today. It's very important. And I'm excited about book three and excited that you're in it and um, excited for people to read your story. For sure. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thanks for the privilege. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to end my video the way I end most of my conversations. And that is a thank you for watching or listening. And you matter, you are enough, and you are worthy. So have a wonderful day. I'm so happy you joined us for this conversation. My wish is that you found comfort and hope in your own unique situation. If you resonated with our message, please head over to therealizedfoundation.org where you can apply to write your own story in one of our books. You can also download our 60 ideas for self-care on the resources page. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, you are not alone, you are worthy, and you are enough.